Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Philosopher's Stone podcast with me, your host, Jordan Strauss, and him, the other guy, Sam Lebunsky. How are you doing, <laughs> motherfucker? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, it's Miller time over here. Miller time? You drinking? You Sunday fun day right now? I am drinking a beer right now. That is correct. Living the hedonist lifestyle. I'm drinking... I'm drinking uh, orange citrus tea. Oh, wow. That's where I'm at in my life. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Good for you. No caffeine for me, though, because I don't want to be up late. <laughs> um, I uh, how, how you been, Sam? We've had a little bit of a hiatus because I've been getting my literal ass kicked all week at work to the point where I couldn't even think after work. Oh, yeah. Um, so... It's been quite a gap since our last episode, I believe. So how, what's the latest with you, Sam? Well, I'm in uh, semester two of my paralegal program, semester two of three. Um, yeah. It is a fuck ton of work, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm learning a lot. A lot of homework or what? Yeah, lots and lots of homework. Are you still lots working part-time or no? Um, no, I'm full-time school. See, see, you you don't you've already lost touch with the working man. You don't understand my struggles, dude. These hands, yeah, my- <laughs> these are rough hands right here. Okay, a great cheese with my palm. That's where I'm at. That is where I'm at. Yeah, that's gross. And cheese. I never said it. Oh, was- thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not grating my hand. Although that could also be. I bet you that would add some flavor. Just a little salty hand, <laughs> dead skin. <laughs> Gross. Are you making any sort of Super Bowl? It's a Super Bowl, a special Super Bowl episode. I don't even know who's playing. Uh, let me guess. The Chiefs? Yes, that's and, right. And, and the uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens. No? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they successfully converted their hockey team to a football team. Well, you know, in these unprecedented times... You got to be able to adapt when there's a pandemic out there, okay? If people aren't watching hockey, you better fucking change to what they are watching, which happens to be football. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. Can't wait to see Patrick Roy, uh, Patrick Waugh out there throwing that old, uh, the old lambskin around. What, oh, um, he was my favorite goaltender when I was a kid. Me too. I don't even think I ever watched him play. I just had a like a yeah, I had like know. a little action figure of him or something. I like a figurine of him. So I'm like, he's my favorite. Yeah, but apparently he was quite good. So you know, yeah, not bad, good. not bad. Did you ever watch his last name? Roy Patrick Roy. I, I really don't understand how you get Wa from that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, the French. They, we've been letting them get away with bullshit for too long. That's what I say. Say the whole word or don't speak at all. That's what I fucking say. Make me Amen. angry when they literally throw away the second half of a word half the time. It's disgusting to me. Anyways, if we have any French-speaking listeners, I love you. And uh, that was all just a joke. That's not how I feel. Yeah, they're used to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, did you ever watch that uh, that show? It was the Mighty Ducks, but they're actually like ducks that fought crime, but they were also on a hockey team together. But they were like the, the Avengers. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. You've seen that yeah. show. The, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And they like, that was sweet. That so weird that that hockey team had a successful superhero franchise attached to it. Yeah. 
of ducks, of all things. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of the action figures. I had a nosedive. Yeah, a hard slap shot. That's what I watched. Power uh, was. I was more of a Street Sharks kid than a Mighty Ducks kid. Man, do they ever have good cartoons back there? Oh, Mighty no. Ducks, uh, Street Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Biker Mice from Mars. I have not never heard of that one before. You never heard of that Is one? It, <clears throat> what kind of bikes are they? Like bicycles or Motor, motorcycles? Motorbikes. <laughs> They're a motorcycle gang that are also human-sized mice, but, but are also Martians. So they look like, what? They look like mice, except for they have antennas coming out of their heads. And they all I have s- like leather jackets and they ride around on, on motorbikes. <laughs> I swear the way they came up with that show is they just like... Cut up a bunch of different words and put them in a hat and pulled out three. And they pulled out Mars, Biker, and Mice. Hey, man. You think that's weirder than a bunch of sharks that are, don't live in the ocean and have legs? <laughs> cut off jean shorts? Cut off jean shorts, arms. Yeah, they literally gloves. just have the torso of a shark. Yeah. That's an Makes even no wilder sense. idea. Gargoyles. Now, that's a good one. A that was bunch cool. of gargoyles. gargoyles yeah. Cool. Man, they really they really had a good formula back then for good good cartoons for kids. I don't know what the hell is going on now, but I don't know if they have anything like that. Mm, all I see, all I've heard of is Adventure Time. Like that's oh, like, that I feel like that is a legit is that good show. But is that for kids or? It's one of those shows that like you can appreciate at any age, but it's still mm. not the same as like those shows. There's a, it's a completely different flavor. Then mm-hmm. it's way more absurd than any of those shows would ever get, even though it's we're talking about sharks and jean shorts. But it gets you. It's it's like an app. <laughs> it's almost like abstract. It's like uh, look at it as kind of like a Rick and Morty for a younger fan base. Oh, okay, I see. So like they bend all the rules of like like there's no real rules to the world. They can do whatever they want, and like it get it gets mm-hmm. very psychedelic in that show. Oh. But it's also like I, the writers uh, clearly were writing for multiple age groups to appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like so many adults these days grew up watching cartoons that lots of cartoons are just straight up aimed at adults. Yeah. Like, like uh, there's so many. I can't even count them. Like, uh, what's that Bob's Burgers show? Like, there's no way kids watch a show. A no. Cartoon show there's, hamburgers. No, no, no. Those shows are all for adults. Like, BoJack Horseman and... Yeah, Archer. It's a bunch of people that grew up on like The Simpsons and Family Guy, and now they're trying. It's like always this kind of same dynamic of shows, I feel mm-hmm. like. But yeah. then once in a while, you get something like a Rick and Morty where it's like completely out of the box. That show's genius. Yeah, that's a hell of a good show. I still got to watch the fourth season. But yeah, Adventure Time to me was like a, 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 a PG version of Rick and Morty, but super entertaining oh, still. Are you I making any sort of uh, what do you mean? I hope they make more, uh, more like two D animation. I feel like it's a under underexplored under. genre, especially for like feature films. Like you could adapt so many great fantasy novels as two D. Yeah, movies. I don't know why they don't do that more often. You still, I mean, you got yeah. Japan pumping out great anime still, but <laughs> it's yeah. really hard to convince people. Yeah. Dude, it's really hard to get convince people that didn't watch any sort of like Dragon Ball Z or anything or like Pokemon as a kid to get into or to watch an anime with you. As soon as they start hearing yeah. the 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 Japanese 
people just shut down. They're like, I don't care how good the story <laughs> is. I'm not fucking watching this. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. Like, Akira is a phenomenal movie. So good. I mean, even like Attack on Titan. Like, if you can just get past the weird Japanese humor and like their sensibilities, like the story <laughs> and the action is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, some of the most intense moments ever were I've were, I've seen or in that show. Still got to watch the fourth season of that one, but uh, like yeah, I, I said, it's uh, it's nearly impossible to get my girlfriend to want to watch that stuff. <laughs> so I got to watch <laughs> yeah. it on my own time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they, the, but they have like American-made ones that are like the same style, but with American humor and like. There's not the culture gap involved, and those are really good. Like Castlevania was great. Mm. Yeah, that was a good one. Yep. Are you the making any special uh, special snacks for the Super Bowl today, this evening? Uh, like chicken wings. Uh, in a way, I'm in a way I'm sort of making them. Like I'm paying people to make them. So in a way, I'm like contributing. You're the prime sense. mover. Yeah, yeah. You it would be said- made if it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> We've been making these uh, whole baked chicken wings. Oh, we made them twice this week. They're so good. Ooh. Easy. All you got to do, the secret to good baked wings is what we were discovering is you, you, you cover them in uh, baking powder and they come out crispy as if they were deep fried. It's delicious. Oh, wow. Damn. And then there's this like Asian sauce that we looked up and we just toss them in that and then a, some blue cheese dip. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that. I ate. I, I could eat them all day. Oh, wow. Easy to make. I highly recommend it. Yeah, chicken wings. Mm. Um, what did I make recently that was really good? Um, meatballs. I made meatballs yesterday. Oh, that's nice. With, like, roasted Brussels sprouts with black garlic and tahini. Whoa. Brussels sprouts. That's one, that's one thing I could never get into. I've tried I mean, them. Roast them. Roast them. Asparagus and Brussels sprouts. I'm not. I can't crack that door. I've tried multiple times. It's just not for me. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? We actually have an email to read at the end of the episode. Oh, and shit. I, it actually appears to be someone that we don't know. Like oh, our no. first, oh, God. our first outside listener. Maybe the name is a little suspect, but what is it? Uh, like we'll, hung Vlad from Moscow. Well hung, Vlad. Um, no, but we'll get. We gotta save some time at the end. We'll get to that email. And uh, what are we? Why are we? Uh, what are you teaching me today? What are we talking about? We're gonna pick well, up the topic. That. It's it's a hard one to go about because it's not a real traditional philosophy topic. But well, we can make it traditional. We're a trendsetters out here. <laughs> yeah. TPS right, so podcast four twenty at gmail dot com. Send us your emails. TPS. 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 TPS podcast 420 at Gmail. Send us your mail. Send us, you know what? Even if you want to just roast how bad the podcast is, Pat, if you want to make fun of me for not being able to talk, just, just fucking email us in and I'll read the insults online. That's how desperate I am for engagement with the listeners. Okay. I'll even let you bully me just to let it happen. Yeah. We will read your one star reviews. Most people yeah. don't do that, but we will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so here, here's a, I'm going to read you a quote, and you try and tell me who said it and from what movie. And bonus points, name the actor. Okay. Um, okay, here's the quote. You'll probably know from the first few sentences. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that you're not actually oh, mammals. 
I know who it is. <laughs> it's Agent Smith. Yeah. Yes. Talking to Morpheus Perfect. in yes. Matrix. And Perfect. his name, ah, oh, fuck, what is that actor's name? I always just, I literally always just call him Agent Smith, but. Uh, Some people call him Elrond. Elrond, Elrond Hubbard. Elrond. It's Elrond Hubbard. <laughs> Elrond Hubbard. Uh, <laughs> I never even made if, that connection. Could you imagine if they had Elrond Hubbard play Elrond in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that dude was one ugly motherfucker, Elrond Hubbard. Oh, He's yeah. like his the bot. Look, his yeah. whole row of bottom teeth were always visible. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. your lip. Yeah, like yeah. someone needs to come in there and staple that lip back up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird looking guy. Hell of a typist. But yeah. so, what was the actor's name? Uh, Hugo Weaving. That's the one. Yeah, Hugo. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'll finish. I'll finish the rest of the quote because that's yeah. like the good you might as well start it over. Um. Yeah, so I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment. But you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed, and the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You're a plague, and we are the cure. Boom. Damn. You know what? I think you delivered that better than he did, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All you need is Morpheus's face to grab while you're doing it. (laughs) That's the key to that. To that scene is him You're delivering the monologue well. Dink. Putrid. That's a great scene. The smell. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I wanna I wanna like get your opinion. Like, do you think that he has a point there about that? Well, I mean, it's totally it's not hard to say that we're definitely different than your average animal out there like we definitely behave differently than mammals in most ways in a ton of ways the thing yeah, about us i was thinking oh good is that even though we're all individually conscious that we are destructive we are very destructive to the planet our, our individually we can all accept that and admit that but as a whole we just keep on going like we don't it's, it almost seems to be like there's no way to avoid the human, uh, uh, what's the word? Inclination to essentially destroy things, mm. whether it's other people like, or the environment. We are very. We just like convert it to our own use. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Which usually means that it, it's going to be. Uh, it has a finite use to us, and then when it's not useful, it's tossed away, right? That's kind of what we do, and uh, we're doing that kind of on the grand scale to the actual planet. And what are everybody thinking? What's the solution? We move to Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when we fuck up Mars, we move to a different one. It really is like we we uh, we don't, as he says, find an equal rib- equal. It's a horrible word, hey? Equilibrium. Equilibrium with our environment. We don't do that. We we isolate ourselves from nature pretty fucking quickly. 
what a big group of us move somewhere, right? Like, yeah, there's not a hu- you can't have a huge population of people in one place and 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 the environment stay intact. Like, this isn't fucking Avatar, right? This is we we mm-hmm. plow down forests and we build concrete jungles. That's what we do. Yeah, amen. We're like I was thinking today. We're like uh, we're like beavers, but just like out of control with like no nothing stopping us. Yeah, just like yeah, like beavers on steroids. Like we just take take over the environment, chop down trees, make our buildings. We've gotten so good at living without man, nature stop us. that we literally don't need it for anything other than its raw material. There's no balance. Yeah, there's no appreciation. If it is, it's like going yeah. for a hike once in a while. But like we don't live in conjunction with nature nearly to the degree that every other animal does. And that's pretty goddamn obvious. You don't need to. I guess you like don't need the, a philosophy degree to come up with that theory. <laughs> it's true. I guess like the, the pandemic has been. It's like a little a little humbling in a sense, but like even that, like we're gonna make vaccines, we're gonna get over it. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. It's not gonna slow us down. No, 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 no. There's nothing that will stop us short of our own destruction by killing ourselves or destroying the planet, which is like yeah. both are still so, on the table, very much so. Yeah, so that that's like one question. Like, do we just say fuck it? Right? It's too hard to come up with sustainable resources. Let's just take it for granted that eventually this planet won't be habitable anymore. And we're gonna have to spread somewhere else. Or should we like put all of our focus into like sustainability on this planet? Well, our boy Elon Musk. Can we stay here forever? Did you hear about his uh little challenge to everybody? I think it's whoever can come up with the best uh, (laughs) CO2 scrubber, he'll give a million dollars to. So people are, that's what I, that's the new thing I've been hearing is that the the way out of our, our essentially certain doom is to invent machines that scrub CO2 out of our atmosphere. Hmm. Which. Oh, well, you know, what's interesting about that. What? The atmosphere of Mars is, 95% 95% carbon dioxide. So what are you saying? We ship our CO2 to Mars because that's where it belongs? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's like, uh, maybe he wants to scrub Mars. Maybe he doesn't uh, want to scrub Mars. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that did not even, oh my God, that was very dumb. I was like, what the fuck? What is your point? Yeah, well, if if we scrub this Shit. planet clean, then we could scrub that planet clean, and then we're just we just we're just the we're just the planet scrubbers. We won't stop. We'll, we'll scrub everything. <laughs> yeah, we'll scrub it. Oh yeah, we'll scrub it. You got a fucking planet, bud? We'll scrub it for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That would be pretty crazy if you could then like capture all the CO two. So that's I mean, what I read. Like that's there. what I read about uh, Elon Musk hand and trying to save the planet it's crazy because there was like a huge uh global warming was it like right in the front of everybody's minds and then then the donald trump thing and COVID started and everybody forgot once COVID hit (laughs) people like stopped talking about global warming when it was like at a fever pitch before so hopefully people can get back on track because i it's pretty warm here and it's february like it is very weird how warm it is right now uh, in my city, like I don't remember it ever being like this in February when I was a kid. So, like, mm. 
we are in the uh, the best part of our demise right now because like we don't have we get mild <laughs> phase. we get mild winters and not too hot summers and then slowly you know give it another ten years we're gonna be not able to leave our houses in the summer. Oh good God. And then, but in the winter, we're going to okay. be like doing all of our outside activities. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the same, Going except the for in the, now in the summer, you can't go outside because it's too hot. And you wait till the winter for things to cool down to go like boating and fishing and swimming. Damn. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. Canada's going to be a great vacation destination. I mean, it already is. Yeah. So we might not see the worst part of global warming in our lifetime. Maybe not. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll get the honeymoon phase. Yeah, we'll get, the, we'll get the sweet part. And then our kids will just burn um, alive. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor kids, right? It's a, it's a big big decision whether or not to have kids. Yeah, especially I mean, nowadays. Sort of committing them to. Like, I, I want to, but I'm also like, what are you leaving them? You're going to leave them a very, what seems to be an increasingly... Uh, bizarre and not cool society and planet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a here's a question. What if you? What if they found like a habitable planet and they were like, okay, it's really far away. You'll never be able to like get there yeah. in your lifetime. It would take hundreds of years to fly there. But you can put your like you and your significant other. Yeah. They you can like get an in vitro egg. We'll freeze it. Put it on this ship with a bunch of other in vitro eggs. We'll fly it to this planet that's very far away, and then we'll grow all, your kid on this planet, and they'll become like a settler, a settler of this planet. Uh, Would you do that? Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> probably. I mean, if it's the only way our our species can survive, not that our species really needs to survive. It's not like we're making any. Uh, <laughs> On the cosmic scale, we're probably not really helping much. You know, like other... You don't think we should just intrinsically propagate our species as much as possible? Like, just for the hell of it? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do right now. And it's (laughs) led us to nothing but... (laughs) Nothing but trouble. Yeah. Our our instinct to save our own is going to kick in and we will do something like that. Either we're going to scrub our planet clean and we're going to get ourselves out of this, or we're... Pretty much in the last phases of uh, planet Earth being habitable. In which case, I feel lucky to be alive in this p- point in time just to be like a witness to it, even though it's probably going to suck and be horrific. Um, but, you know, horrific stuff happens at every point yeah. in time. Man. Yeah, we are really fucking up this planet. Do you know, do you know what I learned recently? What? One of my roommates told me this. So there's a mine in Canada called Giant Mine. Yeah. And it was like a gold mine. Yeah. And while they were mining, they generated this uh, this byproduct called arsenic. It's like an arsenic dust, basically. Yeah. And they have enough of they've like they have enough of this arsenic dust stored at this mine to kill everybody on the planet like a few times over. Like it's super toxic. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so toxic that they they cannot move it because it's too dangerous to move it. They cannot store it, right? If you put it in like a steel box, it'll literally seep through the steel into the groundwater. What the fuck? And then once it seeps into the groundwater, it just contaminates all of the water that is connected to that groundwater. Well, what is it right now? Is it just chilling in a in a hole in a cave somewhere? They, <laughs> the Canadian government is paying 
$2 billion a year to keep it at almost absolute zero. Like it's absolutely frozen. That's the only way they can like stop it from seeping into the groundwater. That is so terrifying. How do people not know about this? Yeah. Where is it? I think it's hushed up. Uh, giant mine. Let me, I think it's in Northwest Territories. Let me check. Actually, I think it's in BC, actually. Hold on. Perfect. We'll be the first one to go. So what if they're... It's in, oh, it's in Yellowknife. Yeah. Five kilometers north of Yellowknife. And does it say, like, did you do, like, did you just take this guy's word for it or did you look it up on your own too? This is, this is the, gov- this is on a government website. Um, the Giant Mine Remediation Project. Or no, sorry, that's, that's something else. But yeah, you can, it's on, it's on the Canadian government website. History of Giant Mine, Indigenous and Northern Affairs Canada. That is terrifying. I, like, I feel like everybody should know about that. <laughs> like, yeah. Arsenic trioxide. So what? If they're like, uh, cooling system breaks down, we're all fucked? Mm. If their cooling system broke down and that stuff got into the groundwater, uh, yeah, probably. I don't know how massive an area would become contaminated, but... Ugh. It would be really, really bad. It would uh, be really bad. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I'm sure it was worth it, you know? I'm sure the gold was worth it. Probably made some sweet jewelry. Some uh, high you know, speed. Unfortunately, do you know? <laughs> like Gold is a very good uh, conductor. conductor of electricity. Yeah. So it's in a lot of smartphones. Yeah. Well, how good do you I need? don't know. It, this was... It's actually the yeah, best. This is back in like the 50s. It's the best conductor. It, this, so this happened in the 50s? How long have they been keeping this contained for? Um, I don't, they didn't know about it really until, um, actually, that's a good question. I don't think they, they realized they had to start freezing until like maybe 15 or 20 years ago. Oh my God. See, that's the thing. You would never find a group of beavers that accidentally mined (laughs) (laughs) enough radioactive dust to murder all the beaver population three times over. Like, that's why I believe with agent, I, I agree with agent Smith. We are just fucked. We're fucked. As a species, yeah, we do stuff um, without any yeah. consideration of the fallout until it's like we have to deal with it, and by then it's just a clusterfuck. Like now we have to freeze this whole mine for the rest of eternity, or else we all die. Cool guys, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> all right, but here's another. Here's another. All right, so humans suck. That's true. We can all agree. Yeah. We make good. But so we, we have, suppose that we did want to. Expand. We have the best cuisine, though. You have to admit that we have. To, oh my god! We can admit that yeah. that we have the best cuisine. That's pretty much. I don't think that's very debatable. I had this seafood fettuccine the other day. It was, oh, oh my god! So good. shrimp. <laughs> uh, I think it was salmon scallops oh. and maybe some shrimp. Where'd in you there. get it? It was from a, a bistro. In Ottawa, called Shea Lucian. Nice. Fuck, yeah, that sounds I like good. Bistros. I need to get some pasta going in my life. I haven't had a nice bowl of pasta in yeah. a while. I think we're making a uh, pad thai tonight in uh, instant pot. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, bud. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Here's another. Here's another dilemma. Okay. So suppose we're suppose as a civilization, we we need to expand. We need to get off this planet. Uh huh. And so we're. We have our ship loaded up with frozen uh, fetuses. Yeah, in vitro frozen it's fetuses. Like uh, metal song frozen alert! Fetuses. Metal song alert! 
I found this. I swear to God, there's like one in every I, podcast. <laughs> I found a uh, metal band when I was on YouTube the other day called uh, Infant Annihilator. <laughs> <laughs> Planned Parenthood. <laughs> and the song, their big hit, the big song that I was seeing everywhere was called um, Soil the Stillborn. <laughs> Oh my god! And like their music literally sounds like you just op- opened a portal to hell. Like it's not even like oh listen doable. It's so fucking just. Ugh. It makes you feel like they would annihilate an infant. Yeah. Hey, abortion. Crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> okay, so frozen fetuses. Our ship. Frozen fetuses, right? It detects a habitable planet. Um, only problem is that planet is inhabited by aliens. And the aliens don't want to let the humans land and colonize because they know that we're a virus. Right. And what so, level of technology are they So here's at? the question. Um, we could take them. <laughs> Even our... Fr- but they're We can take them with our frozen fetuses? Our frozen fetus army is going to take them out? Is that what you're saying? Well, well, in my vision, the frozen fetus ship has like a very intelligent AI running the ship and it's got like decked out with like nukes and... Okay, and so they're like... The ship is not just to deliver babies. It's also to deliver... So that. we are more... We're, in this scenario, we are more um, formidable... As far as like military goes, yeah. but yet they are so, intelligent enough way to, to realize to, that to, we are a virus. Well, they can see all the weapons and everything. Oh yeah. Like first, like in my vision, first, like we like peacefully say like, "Hey, um, we have like some life forms on our ship. We need a new home. Could we have an island or two? Right. To live wink, on? wink, nudge, nudge. And they say, "No, you can't have wink, wink, nudge, nudge." And they say, uh-uh, no way, you cannot land on this planet. You're not welcome here. Can we have a room in your house? Because we shit all over ours and lit it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much like the plot to Independence Day, except we're the right. aliens. Right, right, right. And so... So um, wait, this... But the problem is, if we don't land on this planet, we might run out of fuel, and we might not be able to make it to the next right. planet. Well, we do as we do best, and start killing the... <laughs> The natives, <laughs> the natives of the planet. Yeah. So, so here's like a, a philosophical way to put that is like you're standing next to some train tracks yeah. and there's a train yeah. coming and you're standing at the switch. If you do nothing, the train will run over five people right. and kill them. But if you pull the switch, the train will run over five equally intelligent and sentient aliens and kill them. So do you? Save the humans and kill the aliens, or do you let the humans die? Well, depends on which humans they are, I guess. <laughs> I'm saying, are you a speciesist? <laughs> like, I guess, I mean, in that moment, I would definitely probably kill the aliens just because, like, the devil you know, right? Mm. Um, but mm. I would feel bad. I would feel bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's natural to yeah. feel bad. I mean, so, I mean, you should feel bad. <laughs> Here's the thing. If we get to the planet, right? Because we only got frozen fetuses. There's no living humans on this thing, right? Because we would have all died in the trip over. Whatever right. scenario is. So it's only the AI that's really communicating with these aliens at first. So the, it'd be up to the AI to convince yes. 
these aliens to let us land there and propagate our species. So really, it comes down to how well of a negotiator this AI is. And is it okay to just flat out lie and bribe and do whatever it takes, you know? Like initially, it'd be like, we just want one island, two islands, and then, you know, slowly over time, you take over more and more land, but you don't say that. Or you just have the AI come out and be like, look, you guys can choose death or you can let us land here. Mm. Yeah, probably. If it was a pretty smart AI, it would probably be able to like get us like a little yeah. foothold. And then, like, and another part of it too could be like, like, if they're not powerful enough, we could just like land anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And eventually, though, aliens are gonna are gonna have to die, or because we're just gonna yeah. Keep it, well, yeah. Do you know how you know how it goes? It's not they're they're not gonna it's not gonna end <laughs> out well for those people those aliens. No matter which way it happens, either the slow gradual takeover or essentially a genocide mm-hmm. right then and there. But could yeah. you imagine, like, dude? Should we feel bad about that? Like, could you imagine? Would that be as bad as like the Holocaust? Like just wipe putting aliens on conveyor belts and like sending them into premises? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a fucking um, Ender's Game kind of the scenario where they do that. What are they doing at the Ender's Game? Well, he destroys the alien planet completely. But he thought it was a well. Uh, spoiler alert! If you haven't watched and listened or fucking read Ender's <laughs> Game, get on it. But. He thinks he's in a simulation destroying these aliens, but he realizes that it was real, and he realizes he just committed, essentially, just murdered an entire species of living creatures that were sentient. And uh, he feels some type of way about it. Even though these aliens had attacked Earth previously, he still felt bad because he didn't sign up to genocide an entire alien race. But he got tricked into doing it by the old white man. Huh. Classic well, white dude. Classic old man. white man move. <laughs> Trick you into genocide. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It works every time. Okay, but that here's the other question. So say we land, right? We're all frozen fetuses. Fucking metal horns in the air. The AI decides, look, we got to just wipe out all these aliens and let our, our fetuses grow. What do you think the, pe- the humans that grew up, when they start realizing what happened <laughs> on that planet so that they could live? Oh, well, here's the thing. The robots will have to make up a, a lot. You're they putting a lot on this story. AI's plate, dude. It's got it's to do a genocide and then a cover-up story. That's wild. Yeah, it, it like it does its best to burn every trace of the alien yeah. civilization, and it it says the lie that the planet was yeah. never inhabited. Um, then of course some intrepid young yeah. human will discover the alien ruins and yeah. realize that the AI was lying. Okay, that's got to be a movie. Of course, that's got to be a movie. That's got to be a book or a movie already. <laughs> that's a great fucking plot line, man. Titan AE, probably. They, the humans, they grow up, they realize the genocide. They, they, for some reason, have a highly developed yeah. sense of empathy, and they eventually have to overthrow the AI that landed them there. There. Boom. Write it. Bag it and tag mm-hmm. it. Sell it to Hollywood. Suck my dick. Let's go. <laughs> uh, there needs to be like some, like, uh, some twist like where the humans have to choose 
between aliens. Well, and the humans. twist I think at the end would be they actually find a small living colony of the aliens tucked away, like in a cave somewhere. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. And then they, they, the humans fight the AI, defeat it, the aliens, and then they, but then they meet these aliens and they turned out to be total dicks. And they're like, fuck, I kind of feel bad about killing that AI now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not like outright dicks. violent, but they're just super fucking <laughs> annoying and douchey. <laughs> like every time you look over, they listen to music every time you look loud. over, they're aggressively hitting on your girlfriend, and you're just thinking to yourself, like, fuck, kind of regret, <laughs> uh, kind of regret root belling against the AI. Oh Jack's Law over here is kind of uh, pissing me off. Jack's Law. <laughs> Him and his crew keep keep Jack borrowing Shaw. my shit, not returning it. <laughs> God damn it! Like we get along on like a surface level, but like no city. one wants to be friends with them because they're just so overbearing and annoying. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like ah, uh, you know what? Let's just, uh, like, let's just. <laughs> I know, like we just lost like a bunch of our friends fighting the AI before what they did to these aliens, but like. Let's just finish them off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can find that thumb drive that, that where the AI is actually the entire thing is stored on and we can bring them back and, and like we can smooth things over. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize how big of how annoying the aliens were and like we totally get why you genocided them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tricky one. No, I think it's pretty cut and dry, man. Part of me is like, yeah, we should be nice to aliens, but yeah. pretty cut and dry. Like, hey, if it comes down to it, life or death, we're picking the <laughs> It humans. all comes down to, can these aliens hang or not, right? Can we have a good time with them? Or are they <laughs> going to be a Debbie Downer the whole time looking at us saying we're drinking too much? Like, fuck off, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, are you going to know your place on this new world that like you're just going to have to move aside to let the humans expand? Or can we? Do you think humans could like collectively, like trying to do the whole one child yeah. policy thing? Do you think humans could collectively do something where we're like, hey, listen, uh, we have to live in harmony with the aliens or with nature or whatever. So we can't have a population over a certain number. So if you have a kid over that number, sorry, they got to die. Damn. Or you got to. So wait, what, are you talking about if we go to an alien planet and they say this? Like the the aliens are making. Uh, I'm saying, like in general, well, like just in general, well, could humanity put a limit on its well, population? Well, I think we already talked about this in one episode, but it might have been one of our lost episodes. Uh, I read oh. or I watched this. <laughs> it might have been a TED talk or something. I don't even know if it's like how valid it is, but apparently they think that the human population will peak at eleven billion, and then it'll start going down. And they're already seeing that in certain countries that are very developed, like highly developed first uh, first world countries are seeing population declines because of the rise of especially women getting ed- educated. You're going to have less. And just the, the, the advancements of technology in general don't require you to have like 10 kids because only three will survive, right? So most people are nowadays are going to have one to two, but people are dying out more faster than they're being born. And you know what? I didn't fact check that at all. So that could be completely false. (laughs) But that's just what the TED Talk told me. Beautiful. That sounds right. I believe it. If you show me enough graphs, 
and you have a headset on while you're talking, I'll believe anything you fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wall Street would love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think they would because I have zero dollars. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Good point. You're a great yeah. loan candidate. <laughs> what did you think of the whole uh, okay, yeah. Wall Street bets fiasco last week? I don't understand it very well, but... Oh my god, that's so interesting. There's like so many different ways you can think about that. Um, on the one hand, I thought it was interesting that a lot of people seem to be getting into it not because they actually expected to make money from the investment, but rather just buying it just so, just to like fuck over the hedge funds. Just like, that to was be uh, just to be part of the cause. I'm gonna yeah. fuck the hedge fund. It was. I read yeah, someone exactly. say uh, this is a better Occupy Wall Street than Occupy Wall Street was, <laughs> which I thought was a lot pretty funny. It, was, it seems like it. I, I wonder if it will actually work, though. Like, I wonder if anything is actually going to come of this other than people. From what I can money. tell is that it's kind of over now. Like the whole thing is over, but I have no idea. Like I can barely understand like a tax-free savings account, let alone investing in stocks. So. Like I got my checkings and my savings account and those two are in constant battle with each other and that's about it. That's all I got. But you know, I'm staring down the barrel 30. Yeah. I think 30 is when I finally grow up. That's what I'm going to, that's my plan is finally start being like fully an adult <laughs> at 30. What does that mean? Flossing? Well, I mean, I'm not going to start flossing until I get start like the beginnings of mouth cancer, right? That's when I only... <laughs> I only take start taking care of my body. Flossing's <laughs> a last resort. <laughs> I only maintain my body when it's on the verge of complete failure. So, um, yeah. That's yeah. a good, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Like, yeah. a, like if, a truck. If it's not in pain, it's like probably fine. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th I think, like, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I feel like GameStop came out the winner. Because their their stock went up a lot. It's still so, up a lot. Everybody's talking yeah, about. It. I mean, people are probably going to them a lot more just to be part of the revolution. Well, I think they announced that they were hiring a guy from Amazon. They're hiring like the head of Amazon right. Web Services, or he's like to go to GameStop, which is like a huge, huge deal. Like, because it means GameStop's going to completely change their business. It's crazy. Model. Why did they pick GameStop? That's what I don't understand. Well, that's what I don't know. That's what's interesting about it all. That's where the conspiracy theories come in. That's what makes me think like GameStop started all of this. <laughs> this was their final move. If their you're final looking at, like, play to stay in business. What's, what's the expression? Uh, yeah, like keep keep K bono. Who benefits? Right? Like who benefited the most from this? It seems like GameStop yeah. did. Or maybe like the guy who bought into GameStop. Because I don't think GameStop problem. was like. Booming, right? Everybody's ordering digital of everything, it seems like. No. Well, yeah, like that's how that's why this whole thing sort of like was supposed to work because the hedge funds had shorted GameStop. So they make money the lower GameStop's stock price goes. But if GameStop's stock price goes up, so they up, probably picked GameStop money. because of how was expecting they probably just, just picked it because that's what everybody was shorting. Is that what it was? Um, well, the guy who started it, he like he made these YouTube videos like a year ago or two years ago, saying like GameStop is undervalued. Like this stock will probably uh, go up. 
but it's being shorted right now. It's being undervalued. So I'm going to bet against the shorters and I'm going to make money by betting against them because I'm right. And over time, people will, will realize that I'm right and other people will join me. And the stock price will go up. I'll make money. The shorters Not be able will, to pay back. We'll, we'll lose money. What they borrowed, right? Something like that. It's something. Yeah, I read I something know. where it explained <laughs> it to me like it was animals and bananas and it barely still sunk into my thick skull. So I don't know. <laughs> So if you have a chip yeah, with three exactly. bananas, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait! I got my bananas. notepad. Chip, three bananas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we read our email? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Oh god, give it a quick scan before you read it, in case it's just a racist deluge. I have read it already. <laughs> this is from a man or a person named Wilbur. This is a fake name. Or sorry. Ferdinand. Fake, fake name. We don't. This is his name. Thank you, Ferdinand. Uh, here's what he says. I really love the podcast. Started listening several days ago and have listened to all the episodes. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Ferdinand. Anyways. This, this is a lie. This is a lie. No, anyways. <laughs> no, you, you okay, sorry. have such little faith in our podcast that it's, it's impossible to you that someone's listened to all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. I was wondering your opinions on Socrates and the sophists, which in your opinion was the best way to deal with rhetoric. See, this is where you come in, Sam, because I don't understand any of that. I know who Socrates is. Sincerely, Fernand says, thanks so much for making the podcast. Thank you so much for writing in. You might, if you're not someone we know personally, you might be the first person to write in that uh, we actually haven't met in real life. So congrats to you. You could... This might be your claim to fame in, in ten years when we're uh, pushing over Joe Rogan, yeah. his 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 idol that they built at Spotify. <laughs> um. So, what do you think, yeah. Sam? I, I don't really know what he, I don't know. Really, what is a sophist? Sophist. And which, and um, which, in your opinion, was the best way to deal with rhetoric? Okay, there's a dialogue called yeah. the Sophists, um, in which Socrates features. I have not read that dialogue. Um, but I do know that, like, basically in ancient Greece, like at the time of Socrates, sophists were basically like paid public speakers, public uh, intellectuals, I think, basically. And they would like travel from town to town and they would charge money to like listen to them uh, talk. And, like, well, I, get, I relate things. to them because that's what I did when I did comedy. <laughs> travel from town to town, <laughs> no matter how small and remote to get paid shekels to share my, uh, my quips. My quips and jests with the people mm -hmm. to different varying results. But you weren't, uh, yeah, you didn't claim to be peddling like intellectual. No, no, fuck no. I claim to be peddling the absolute that. opposite of that. I, yeah. You will leave my show dumber than you arrived. And that's fine. That is fine. Mm. So I'm reading, I'm reading the article about it on Plato.Stanford. Um, and here's a, here's a quote. It seems like the plate, the, or some of the sophists were, were okay. relativists. So here's the quote. Man is the measure of all things, of the things that are, that they are, and of the things that are not, that they are Okay, not. you're going to have to run that back for me because I, I think I just had a straight up aneurysm. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Man is the measure of all things, of the things that are, that they are, and of the things that are not, that they are not. 
Uh, if I someone think, said that so to my face, I might just slap the, him. I might just slap <laughs> him right in the face and be like, I don't like you. <laughs> Socrates would be happy. I don't know what you just said, um, but I don't fucking like it. So it's like the the idea of relativism is that um, there's no... Like when it comes to like moral relativism is the idea that there is nothing um, objectively good or bad or right or wrong. It sort of depends on your... So it's all made up by men. Not just that, it, yeah, not just that it's made up by men, but it's like highly determined by your culture, social context, that sort of thing. Okay. I think that's sort of the idea. Well, I can, like, I can get behind that a little but, bit, at least. Like I, yeah. I, I do believe yeah. that your culture and your location is going to be the deciding factor on a lot of your beliefs. And I guess... I don't know how maybe your ethics to some degree, but like it's not a coincidence that you know people in geography, your geographical location is like one of the biggest factors when it comes to predicting what your political views are going to be. So it's definitely something to and your parents and, and the culture, yeah. right? It's very rare for you people to go against yeah. the grain in their in their area if it's going to cause them to be like ostracized to believe something else. So even if they don't disagree. With like the rhetoric of their uh, location, they're probably going to at least play along to, you know, avoid the social ramifications. That's what I think, anyways. Yeah, I think um, there's more there. Like, and the question is talking about rhetoric. So rhetoric is like, I think it's like the art of persuasion. Uh huh. So it's not necessarily um, the art of giving the the most sound and valid argument ah. for your position, rather. It's the art of being able to persuade people. Ah. Not just by appealing to reason, but by appealing to emotion. Like a criminal defense lawyer. Appealing to... That knows his client did it. Yeah, yeah. That's such a weird job to have. Yeah, it's that like, would be very criminal. You legally have to give them the best defense, but you you know they did it. Like, How do you deal with that in your head? Like, I don't, I don't, you have to be a certain type of person, I think, to be able to do that. Um, I don't, well, okay, I don't think lawyers are allowed to represent someone if they know that they actually committed the crime. I yeah, they are. I think, actually, I shouldn't, they I should have to be able to, because, like, certain cases are pretty cut and dry, but they still get a, they still get to have a defense, right? But they're, if they knew the person did it, then their defense wouldn't be, they didn't do it. Their defense would be, yeah, they did it, but they shouldn't be sentenced this harshly. Right. Or, they should be sentenced to manslaughter, not first degree murder. They didn't plan it. They came up unless with a, they pled they not guilty. It, they just if they pled not the guilty, then you have to you have to come out. You have to have the defense that they didn't do it right. If they pled guilty, you can still defend them as to get a lesser sentence, right? Again, way out of my wheelhouse here. Just going off of documentaries I've seen about murders, though. Well, yeah, because the lawyer can't right. lie. They to can't the jury that the defendant. They can't. No, they cannot lie to the jury. Right. No Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be like all they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, 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 they do the, the rhetoric thing. Like, they try to spin, uh, the, spin the truth in a certain way, maybe. Appeal to emotions. So these sophists, they were not necessarily trying to get the truth across. They were trying to just convince them of no. their... Yeah, and they, were trying, and they would also teach people how to learn their art of persuasion. So they were like a little kind of like lawyerish gang that roamed around and like tested their argumenting, their arguing skills on the locals. Are they like traveling debaters essentially? Yeah, they were more like politician. Um, yeah, that might be a good way to put it. Yeah. 
traveling to teachers as well to mm. teach people, yeah, debaters. Interesting. Um, so, what's the best way to deal with that? Ooh, tricky. And what do you think he means by um, deal with it? Like, to, I think like how do you uh, how do you combat people who are really good at persuading, but they're sort of like mercenaries and that they'll persuade people to adopt whatever claim right they want the people to adopt. Like maybe you could pay a sophist to go and persuade everybody to believe your your story, even if it's not true. We have a friend, you and I. We have a mutual friend who is. Uh, now a lawyer, but he loves arguing with people even when he doesn't even believe his own side. He just does it to see if he can get the other person to concede. Then when he does, he'll say, no, you're right. I totally agree with you, but <laughs> just for fun. He's kind of a psycho that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty innocent. I think when they say like, deal with it, like how do you deal with this on like a, like an industrial scale, like sophists going out and persuading people to adopt Whatever belief they've been paid to. Ah, so they're kind of like lobbyists then. Like that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Sort of like lobbyists, but of lobbyists who are going after like the general public rather Ah. than just particular influencers. Wild. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Well, if you want to think about that question some more, we can elaborate on the next episode for our good friend Ferdinand. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, that'd be a good idea because that brings up. that brings up a lot of interesting topics, especially about like free speech restriction, disinformation, fake news. Like that runs right into all those topics. I think so. That'd be a great episode. Well, yeah. Feel free to keep writing in uh, with more questions, Mister Sir, Good Sir, uh, and everybody else as well, because uh, we will whatever email comes through, as long as it's not uh, the gay porn requests <laughs> again, which was wild. I don't know how that happened the first time, but. Anything that is a question or a comment or a even a beratement, we will read. And uh, we'd love to hear from you at the TPS podcast. Wait, no, not, not the. Yeah, let's make sure we give the right email address. It is tpspodcast420 at gmail.com, the Philosopher's Stone podcast. And uh, I don't know what episode number this was, but we're getting close to like 20. Which is like... I f- this would be 21, I think. Really? Cool. So we're in like... Yeah. You know, any moment now, any moment now, we're going to get the call <laughs> from Spotify and be like, here's a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, hello. This is Spotify from hello? Sweden. We heard hello? your podcast and we've listened to every episode and you're like, no, you haven't. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for How swearing. many meatballs do we get? <laughs> Anyways. I'll uh, sell you the podcast for... 500 meatballs. <laughs> That's the deal. Um, Take it or leave it. <laughs> well, Sam, do you have anything else to add or are we good? You're going to go watch the Super Bowl start in two minutes. You can't miss kickoff, dude. It's bad luck. The Montreal Canadiens need you. Kickoff, honestly, they say 6 p.m. Man, those Montreal Canadiens, they better keep their sticks on the field. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're wearing their skates on there just to get extra extra grip. Oh, God. I'm going <laughs> to slice Tom Brady's jugular. Could you imagine like the best team of one sport playing? Like, say the whoever's was it the Buccaneers or something is in the Super Bowl, and then whatever NBA team won the uh, title that year, you get them (laughs) and they both play each other in a hockey game. (laughs) That would be hilarious. I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. So funny! Basketball players on skates, just like 
The New England Patriots versus the That'd Lakers awesome. playing together. Uh, they're playing soccer. <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> playing soccer. That's awesome, actually. That would I love get, that idea. Dude, that would, people would buy that pay-per-view. No sweat. That'd be so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thanks for uh, sticking around over the little hiatus we had. Uh, we're going to be recording Sundays now for better morale <laughs> and uh we're gonna keep pumping these out weekly if we can so uh thanks for listening and uh, a good uh, good night have a good night